The Money Show. Business Unusual. With Colin Cullis. It's brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Are you playing an active role in reducing youth unemployment? Partner with Workforce Staffing today to bridge the unemployment gap. Talk to me about fuel prices, rising global temperatures, and the desperate need of the world to switch to cleaner, greener modes of transport, uh, Colin Cullis. Well, Bruce, I'll stop asking, what will it take for you to buy an electric car? Um, about half a million rand um, <laughs> for, for a little car um, and an awful lot of patience while it recharges um, security of electricity, affordable electricity, a solar panel on my roof of my house. I don't know. There are quite a few things there that are standing in the way of me and an electric car, Colin. So April last year, we asked if we'd reach peak petrol, and it appears from stats year on year, certainly for, for U.S. consumption of it, we haven't uh, passed what we were at the 2019. That might just be pandemic related. Uh, but the reason for me wanting to have a, a look at this again uh, was the news earlier this week that uh, Chevrolet GM uh, have, after working quite a bit on their uh, Ultium uh, sort of batteries and, and way of producing uh, electric vehicles, have decided to reduce the price. The first time that the price reduction has come for their uh, Chevy Bolt. So it now becomes the cheapest available electric car uh, in the US. This on the back of, you know, most people would say, ah, but Elon Musk and Tesla, they're the one leading the way with all of this. Well, Tesla and uh, Tesla prices have been going up and up and up. And the basic Model 3, if you were to try and buy one, uh, comes in at um, almost a million rand. That's their basic cheapest. This is going to get people to give up their petrol cars. So having one come in around 400,000 rand, the $26,000 is the price point in the US for this Chevy Bolt, which still does, as you rightly pointed out, translate to almost half a million rand here in South Africa, is not going to have people rushing to go and buy a car. Well, I I say that, but uh, maybe things have changed because last year when we asked people, uh, if the prices were the same, would you buy an electric vehicle? And 33% said, yes, they can't wait. Uh, 26% said when charging is ready, that was their, their caution. But 40% said petrol and diesel for me. They weren't interested in electric vehicles. Yet ahead of this show, I asked the same question, uh, saying, would you switch to a hybrid vehicle if the price was right? 74% said yes. The the ones that said, yeah, well, there were some that said yes for the planet, 7%, and, and 18.5% said, no, I'm, I'm not interested. So that number has, has come down. People are ready to switch because petrol prices now is going to be thing that moves them. Uh, But what it looks to be, and I think this is the thing that's probably going to have a greater impact, it's not going to be us consumers. We're going to wind up following because the the, the horse is already bolted, as it were. Uh, The commercial guys are the ones that are going to switch over. And in the UK, I was looking at how many commercial vans there are available that are electric. And it starts becoming easier to count the ones that are not from the ones that are. And their price points are starting to come more or less in parity with what you can get the new petrol ones. And that's in part because many European countries have decided that by 2030, there's simply no more sales of petrol and diesel engines. And given that you don't buy a car and replace it every year, two or three years is kind of the cycle you're looking at. Most of those big manufacturers are getting ready to get that done. Now, South Africa, to its credit, wasn't being completely um, sort of lax about all this. In fact, the Uyilo e-mobility program was launched in 2013, which made it very progressive at the time. But it hasn't had too many projects, and it hasn't done a lot with those projects. So uh, it's now looking a little bit a little bit flat. Uh, and the government itself had a, a new auto green paper that they issued last year, which is looking to incentivize uh, the production of um, electric car components and the manufacturing in South Africa. Yet the latest 
sort of laws, etc., certainly as far as duties go, still have you paying 25% if you bring in a an electric car, which is not really going to help people wanting to shift. But then in terms of that South African uh, manufactured vehicle that might come in close, Toyota is kind of the, the leader there. And it's not an electric vehicle because you get electric and then you get these hybrids. Uh, this is a hybrid, so it's a, it's a petrol engine. Uh, that has a, a, a motor on board, and the petrol engine charges the batteries on the car. So you don't plug it in. ESCOM doesn't have to get involved in this particular one. The base model retails for about 425,000 Rand, and then you pay a lot more for all those little extra things. Uh, but it's built here in South Africa. So on that basis, there are some good signs uh, that if government does what it says it's going to do, the rest of us start understanding that there's obviously a very good incentive, including the taxi industry. If commercial vehicles switch to electric, then the taxi industry is effectively standing ready to, to benefit from that hugely. First, maybe with conversion kits, Thailand has started doing those. Entrepreneurs can start building that. Then the charging stations, you know, people looking to lease places, uh, install the panels so that they're not relying on ESCOM. They can do some renewables. There's lots and lots of stuff where they, they can look to see the positive upside of all of that. I, I mean, mean, just, just on that, on that on point of, of, of public transport, I mean, just at Davos, not every, not not you know, a small proportion of the transfer vehicles from the na- nearby villages, because not everybody can stay in Davos, and so people need to be transported from cloisters and other places nearby. Um, but a large number of VW battery-powered um, minibuses, and you know, astonishing vehicles doing the transfers, and wonderfully kitted out, wonderfully specced, um, and yeah, just wonderful to see. And for the guys who love that, you know that old classic combi. Yeah, uh, it's called an ID Buzz now, and the California version of it, which is exactly that, it's even got a smile, is on its way. But the final point, but just how quickly and, and where these things are going, just this week, Woolworths decided to say, "Yep, we're switching seventy percent of our fleet to electric vehicles." That got them a lot of sort of positive press because Woolworths is trying to become sort of carbon neutral. But the company that they're doing that with, very impressive, the uh, Ever Electric. And they're effectively giving uh, fleet owners the chance to lease these things. They will take care of the vehicles. They will take care of the charging points. They will take care of the maintenance, which, thanks for electric vehicles, is very, very low. Uh, and so we'll see more of those things. And then when there's more of them in the country and the charging stations start coming around and the fuel companies themselves and the petrol station owners themselves, certainly on our longer routes, will start saying, hey, I'm going to start putting in some charging stations. So I think we're about to hit the tipping point. Prices aren't right and... You know, we, we still got a lot of things to get over. But the fuel price might be the crazy thing that makes it all uh, worthwhile. Thank you, Colin Cullis. Business unusual this evening.